It's time to get your geek on. Welcome to another episode of the 206 Geek. Here is your host Todd the 206 Geek. Yes, I am Todd the 206 Geek, and I am your host. Uh, so, today's episode 60. Uh, that's 60 episodes since I've restarted this podcast, and the podcast is... I think the, the podcast is doing well, if if I'm going to take the amount of downloads that I get... It's 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 doing decent, and it's it's not doing anything like, like you know. Podcasts that have famous people in it, they do a hell of a lot better than I do, um, but that's fine. They have a bigger they have a bigger community of fans than, and, and people that want to hear them talk. So, um, I guess today, hold on a second, I'm gonna adjust this a little bit. That's a little better. All right, cool. Um. So that way I'm not hovering right in front of the microphone. I'm going to sit back a little bit. Uh, things to talk about. Um, today, see here, um, it is. it was announced that uh, there's going to be another spinoff in the Arrowverse. This time it's going to be a spinoff from Supergirl. It is going to be Superman and Lois. And it's going to be about how uh, Clark and Lois... Our parents, you know, they have, they're going to have kids, I guess. I'm not really sure how that works. I don't think I've ever um, seen or heard of anything where Lois and Clark have kids. It's possible. I mean, I've, I've never read those comics. Like, I, like I've said in previous episodes of the podcast, I'm more of a, a uh, movie and TV show kind of guy when it comes to superhero stuff. I like watching the shows. I like watching the animated stuff, but I've not read many of the comics. Um, the few that I have read, as far as Superman, are like the the one-off miniseries, like the uh, Red Sun, which was different. I don't know if I want to say it was great. I mean, it was it was it was cool, but it wasn't like oh man, this needs to be made into a TV show or a movie. Um, Although I think it probably they actually did do that storyline in Supergirl on the CW, where they had a uh, a version of Supergirl that was basically a clone, and she was being groomed by uh, like Russian, maybe not Russians, not the word word, one of the other um, small countries in in that continent. But uh, either way. You know, there was like, then of course there was the Elseworlds Supergirl, which was basically the SS Supergirl, which was the German, you know, Nazi version. So, um, so yeah, that's going to be cool. It's going to have Tyler Hecklin and, 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 I, and I don't remember her name. She was the woman who was, uh, well, she played, she played Lois in the last crossover, she did. I think. I think. I think she did a pretty darn good job of it. She was probably best known, at least to me, anyway, uh, for being the wife of the detective on the show Grimm. Um, that show. I, I was sad to see that show get canceled, although I can see why it did because the to the the last season, the last season tried to fix the previous season, but it wasn't able to and it kind of yeah 
Um, you can still watch. I think I think Grimm is available on on Amazon Prime. You can watch it on there. If you've not watched it, it's basically about a detective who discovers that he is the descendants of uh, uh, these people who would hunt down and kill what were thought to be mythological creatures that were talked about in the Brothers Grimm stories. So, yeah, it's a good show. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, So what else? Oh, I went and saw the, the newest Maleficent movie. Great, great movie. Um, not going to give any spoilers or, away. Where's that button? I have a button here for that. Spoiler alert. There it is. And I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I'm just going to say if you haven't seen it, go see it in theaters. Especially if you liked the first Maleficent movie. Um, I don't know. There there were some cliche things in there, but you know what? That's why I liked it. Um uh, if especially like I said, if you especially if you like the the first Maleficent movie, you're gonna like the second one. Um, there are some really cool scenes, great special effects. Um, it's one of those movies that will make you laugh, will make you cry, will make you angry. You get all the feels watching that movie, and um, so yeah. Um, then it was announced that um, Into the Spider-Verse is getting a sequel. So that's cool, right? We want to see more of the the various Parkers. Maybe we're going to see more Parkers, right? Or maybe other, other um, maybe not more Parkers, but maybe we'll see more of the Spider family, I guess you could call it. I think, it, that's, I think that might be what they call it. The other people who got bit by the Spider who also got the same powers as Peter Parker. Um. Yeah, so I mean, more of Spider Gwen would be awesome. I would love to see Silk on uh, an animated movie, or at the very least, I would like to see Silk come to be in the uh, the Marvel Spider Man cartoon on Disney XD. Silk, if if you're not familiar, this is also one of the f- very few comic books I've actually read. Um, S- Silk is a a Japanese American girl who um got bit by the same spider as Peter and uh she went she if i remember correctly she went into a coma and when she got out um a lot of things have changed uh she was in like some government facility blah 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 one of the things I thought was cool is that uh, instead of having like mechanical spinners or web shooters like like uh, Peter Parker does in the in the original storyline of of Spider Man, not the Sam Raimi Sp- Spider Man, which had organic spinners in his wrists, she actually has spinners in her fingertips and is able to create webs from her fingertips which I thought was really kind of creepy and cool at the same time she's able she makes her own costumes and outfits out of her own her own silk so to speak so that's cool um let's see not now go away I watched I watched today's episode of Titans and 
we get to see we get to see Connor um, using his powers. Uh, I would love to say for good, but you know, in this version of of Connor Kent, which is different than the Young Justice version and the other versions of Connor that I've seen on television. Um, he's legit like a toddler. He doesn't understand things because he's not very old chronologically. His body is like a teenager, but his mind is like of, of a toddler, you know, and has tantrums and all that kind of fun stuff. The terrible 23s, the terrible teens, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. It was it was a good episode, and I don't, like I said, I don't want to give away too much. But we get to see him using his powers, and then um, he thinking him, he, he thinking that he's helping somebody or saving somebody from a bad person, and not really knowing who he's attacking. So, if you don't have DC Universe, I recommend it. At least do the the the, the seven day free trial. And watch a few episodes of Titans, and amongst other things, that's just like the the new the the newest episodes are Titans right now. Um, we have the first season of uh, the what was it um, Doom Patrol, which was pretty good. Um, season three of Young Justice is on there. Uh, all of the Batman the animated series in high definition is on there. All of the original um, Super Friends cartoons from the early 70s to like the mid 80s. It's like like nine or ten seasons right there. Uh, something like that. Uh, and then there's um, the live action Wonder Woman series and movie. Um, then there's... Uh, all the animated Batman stuff, so including like uh, the Batman, Batman Brave and the Bold, Batman the Animated Series, and short and soon coming out, I think either later later in the next couple months will be Harley Quinn, or maybe that will come out early next year. I can't remember which. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to seeing that at least checking out the first episode, um, because you know Harley Quinn is is probably one of my favorite characters in the DC universe. Um, let's see here. Yesterday, as you know, was Halloween, so hopefully you guys got to dress up and have some fun, whether it be trick-or-treating or going out to a party of some sort. Um, let's see, I'm trying to find some stories here on my news feed to talk about other than the things I've already mentioned. Um, let's see here. So apparently Ryan Reynolds is picking another um, internet fight with another celebrity. Instead of Hugh Jackman this time, he's now poking at the, the, the RDJ, Robert Downey Jr., uh, and apparently Robert Downey Jr. told him to eat me. So 
Ryan Reynolds made a got a cookie made with Robert Downey Jr.'s face on it and proceeded to eat it on his Instagram. I saw that earlier today and didn't understand what that was all about. So I'm going to read what this says here. This is this is a story that was posted on um, Huffington Post or Huff Post. <laughs> is what it says here. Um, this is what it says. Ryan Reynolds has the tastiest response to Robert Downer Jr.'s Eat Me Taunt. Things got tasty after Robert Downey Jr. told Marvel star Ryan Reynolds to eat me ahead of their their AGBO superhero fantasy football league clash. Okay, that 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 makes sense now. Uh, Downey Jr. A.K.A. Iron Man taunted Reynolds, A.K.A. Deadpool, with the the video this video on on Instagram. Oh, here, let me see if I can play it. Hold on, is it? I'm trying to get it to load. Come on. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. And it's first buffering. Come on. Play. Rehabilitation from uh, substance abuse uh, issues plays crazy about that. Uh, we're up against Ryan Reynolds this week, and I'm not a smack talker. I'm not going to say Ryan eat my pig skin or uh, or any of that stuff. Honestly, I'm praying for you. <laughs> I wish you the best of luck. We'll see you on the field, my brother. We're all in this together. Eat me. Eat me. That's funny. And then Ryan Reynolds fires back with, in the comments, this hurts after all we haven't been through. <laughs> and uh, Reynolds went, uh, then went further with his video in which he did exactly what Danny Jr. told him to do, which I just mentioned he ate a cookie with his face on it. Get this the video to play. Maybe there's a, maybe there's actual words being spoken. I don't know, but it shows him eating a cookie. Yeah, just showing him eating a cookie with RDJ's face on it. That's it. No, no words. No snarky comments. Very funny. Van City Reynolds. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's actually kind of funny. And, it's, and they're doing it for a good cause, so that's cool. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I got my ticket for Rise of Skywalker. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing that movie. It's, what, going to be on December 20th, so we got another month and a half away before I can see that movie. Can't wait. Can't wait. Oh man. And let's see here. Looking at all the all the all the things that are popping up in my my f news feed. Seeing if we find something interesting to talk about here. 
see. You know what I should do? I should see if I can find. I should see if I can find the 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 new trailer for the Mandalorian and play that. Hold on a second. I'm going to go a step further this time. Instead of holding my phone up to the microphone, I'm going to plug this in and get the sound directly from my phone. Open up YouTube and search. The Mandalorian trailer. See if I can find it. The Mandalorian official trailer number two for Disney Plus. Disney Plus comes out next. Is it next week? It's in the next two weeks, I think. Here we go. Turn the volume up on that. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? It is a shame that your people suffered. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. you were coming they said you were the best in the parsec would you agree Now that looks awesome. <laughs> that looks really awesome. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to have the money to, to get uh, Disney Plus. Although I might know someone who is. So maybe I can talk them into giving me their login. Probably not, though. <laughs> um, wow, that looks really cool. That looked really cool. Let's see here. I'm going to open up my computer here and see if I can find some other things. Not seeing anything else. How was your Halloween, by the way? Let me know. 
Tell me what you guys dressed up as for Halloween. If you dressed up, what did you dress up as? Go ahead and shoot me an email. Todd at the at 206geek.com. It's T-O-D-D at symbol 206geek.com. Shoot me an email with the subject Halloween. Let me know what you guys did. Tell me what you did that was that tell me all about it. Send photos if you want. If you send me photos, I will post them on the Facebook page. And I will give you guys credit for them. It's, uh, I didn't do anything really exciting for Halloween this year. I watched a lot of TV, played some video games, and then I watched the movie The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox and uh, Jake Busey and Arlie Emery and a bunch of other people that I can't remember their names off the top of my head. But there's a lot of lots of people in that movie that I thought were. I thought it was a great movie. It was a funny movie. It's about this guy who uh, is a paranormal investigator, but he's he he is not the, he's not a con man in the in the in the traditional sense that he has um, some sort of scam set up using like levitating tables and. You know, lots of gadgets to make things appear to be possessed. He actually legit can see dead people. And he uses his dead friends to help him um, scare up business, so to speak. If you've never seen the movie The Frighteners, I recommend renting it. I I, I believe I, I got it off of Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, pretty sure. Anyways, I'm sure you can find it online. I did, so um, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, let's see here. Let's now that I got my computer to boot it up, I'm gonna go ahead and open up my Feedly list. See if I can find some other things to talk about. Let's see here. Um, you know, I, I, I generally don't like talking politics, but there's been a lot of things going on lately that just kind of, like, boggles the mind. Um, I got into an argument um, just, just a month or so back. Not about anything recent, but something that happened that I just, like, I, I, I had to say something about because, you know, um, yeah, it was... It was during the time when everybody was campaigning for the uh was it twenty sixteen or whatever it was that we got um our current president and he was doing that um hand gesture you know and going duh I don't know um i i got I got mad at somebody because they were defending that. Because apparently the person he was mocking was, um, I guess, not, not a very good uh, reporter or, or or whatever it is. They were they were um, my this person I was talking to basically said that I was I wasn't I didn't know the entire context of of why he did that or how that came to be. I think like it really doesn't matter why he did it the fact that he did like the 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 little gimpy arm gesture and 
gave that dude, I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter what the other person said or did. The fact he, he did that wasn't cool. It's like me or anybody else finding somebody that they don't like that has a, a physical disability and making fun of them. It's not acceptable. I don't care what the story behind why he said or did that. The fact is he did, he made fun of someone with a physical disability. Shouldn't do that. You know, it's just, it's not okay. Period. I'm not going to, I'm not going to out this person. I'm not going to mention their name, but I went to school with this person and we know we both spent our entire academic career in special ed so there is no excuse for 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 defending a bully period ever you know and i and i realize that i may lose some listeners because i'm calling the president a bully but that's just how i see it and there's really nothing you can do to change my mind about it and I'm not going to say anything more about him or his um, or how he's doing as a president because it just really to me it doesn't really matter. He's not worth my he's not worth the aggravation of paying attention to. Let's see here now I'm looking through my Feedly list. Uh, let's see. So now another Hollywood director is is talking smack about Marvel. This is insane. How is it this person? Okay, Roger Corman has said that the calls the Marvel movies simplistic. Has anyone seen his version of the Fantastic Four or anything else that Roger Corman has ever made? Simplistic describes everything he's ever done. He really has no room to fucking speak, if you ask me. You, you, dude, you're you're known for making cheeseball movies. How dare you try to bring down Marvel to your fucking level? That's some bullshit right there. Had to take a drink. Sorry. But, um, fuck. <laughs> what is the deal with Hollywood taking a shit on Marvel? Is it because they failed at being able to make those types of movies? And Disney's made billions of dollars off of this? I guess I think that's it. Because you don't hear them talking shit about DC... And you know what? If they if they were to talk shit about DC, they would be correct because the DC live action movies have been terrible. I mean, not as not as god awful as as any of the Roger and Corman movies are, as far as special effects and story plot and everything else goes. But you know, pretty darn close. Let's see what this says here. It says, 
<laughs> Non-stop Marvel movies as cinema discourse isn't showing isn't slowing down in the month of October as yet another filmmaker enters the fray. Roger Corman is the is the man behind a lot of films beloved by film enthusiasts today. And he has he has spoken on Marvel's studios output output. The director of Little Shop of Horrors said that the movies produced by the company are are were too simplistic and and a conservative in a conser wait. I'm reading this wrong. Hold on. Said that the movies produced by the company were too simplistic in a conversation with the Hollywood Reporter. He even got, went on to uh, uh, he went on so far to say that the Marvel movies aren't a part of the pure art form of cinema. <laughs> Fuck you. Um <laughs> While he goes on to credit the, the craftsmanship that goes into building the modern spectacle blockbusters like the Avengers, those words on the front end kind of reinforce the criticism that Martin Scorsese leveled uh, at the company that started this whole messy dialogue in the first place. <laughs> Corman told uh, THR, well, I feel, I feel motion pictures really are the quintessential modern art form. They are the art movement. Uh, secondarily, they are a combination of business and art. And I think, except for the exceptional pure art film, all motion pictures are combinations of business and art. I've read what they said, I, and I think I agree with them to a certain extent. As pure cinema, as a pure art form, these films don't qualify. But if you say it's a combination of art and business, then they do qualify. Even if the stories may be simplistic, the production may be standard, they're standard on on high professional level, and pra uh, particularly the special effects are wonderful. So I think you have to recognize there are various aspects to this. One additional thing is, you might think of them as modern fairy tales. So don't think of them as a pure art form of cinema. I think of them as a combination of business, art and business, showing a high level craftsmanship and wonderful special effects, and to a certain extent, today's version of fairy tales. He ex he concluded. Well, I suppose if you have a very narrow um, field of vision as far as what is cinema, then yeah, that could be possibly true. I don't think it is true because, you know, when it comes down to it, it takes it takes a lot of creativity to be able to put together these things that are largely filmed on a blue screen or a green screen where you don't see everything until the computers are done rendering things and stuff. So the fact that they're able to make these movies on a grand scale 
and the people who are involved with making this don't even really know what is going to happen until they finally show the movie in theaters. That should say a lot, man. You imagine making a film where it's like 90% in your imagination until you can get somebody else to take what you imagine and make it look real with a computer. I don't know, man. I I think I think it's uh I really think it really what it boils down to is this. These guys who are shitting on Marvel movies are are mad because their movies don't make nearly as much money and their movies are quote unquote art films or their films are considered art. It's 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 the same comparison to literature and graphic novels. People think that funny books are for kids and therefore aren't real reading. You know, when there's just as much violence and just as much everything else that you find in books in comics, even more so because there's actual vi- there's actual visuals of what's happening in the story, not just what you can imagine. Yes, you can imagine some pretty amazing things if you're using your imagination. But when it comes down to creating that visual so the person doesn't have to or gives them one way of interpreting that story, you go, wow, that's pretty pretty damn cool right there. You know, my dad once told me he didn't understand why I, I liked cartoons and comic books because those are for kids. And I told him this. Yes, Dad, when you were when you were when you were younger than me, when you were in your, you know, preteens and your adolescence, comic books were for little kids because you were young you were young in the forties and fifties. And the comic books started in the 30s. These characters are now 50 plus years old at the time that I was telling him this story. And I said to him, it's like, you got to think of it like this. People of your generation probably still don't read them, but they introduced their if if they still had them when they had kids, they probably introduced these things to their kids. And their kids had kids and showed them to their kids. So there's multiple generations of people who like these things. And at some point, one of them continued to read them or buy them or see them on TV and in movies because it reminds them of their childhood. It's nostalgia for some people. Other people like them because they're fantastic storytellers. Great stories. So, yeah, okay. You do you liked them when you were eight or nine years old and you no longer like them because you think of them as being for little kids. And you shouldn't like things that little kids like when you're an adult, right? Right? I don't know if that's necessarily the case anymore. I think there's a lot of people out there. When they get to a certain age, decide, you know what? I'm feeling nostalgic for these things. and I'm going to get them again as an adult. And then they get really into it because, wow, these are some great stories. 
My dad said the same thing about video games. He thought video games were for little kids. Until he saw my sister's husband, who he thinks is a man, a good adult man. I'm, I'm mocking my dad at this point. Because uh, he saw Jason as the kind of guy that doesn't play with toys. Doesn't like, you know, doesn't like childish things. But he discovered that Jason actually does like playing video games. He's like, well, if Jason likes it, it must be okay. You know? And you know what? Yeah, because his generation is, is the, the younger siblings of my generation who had Nintendo when we were, like, you know, pre-teens. My first video game system was a Pong. No, it wasn't Pong. We had a Pong system briefly. But then we had an Atari 2600 when I was, like, maybe seven or eight years old. Like, 1980, I, we had we had an, an Atari 2600. We had, like, about a dozen games. And so, yeah. And I'm the youngest of five kids. Now... My dad remarried when I was about 12 or 13 and had two more kids. Well, whenever I went to visit, I always brought my Nintendo over. So my younger siblings, they got to play video games when they were real little. And because they liked them, my dad ended up getting them a Nintendo for, for when I wasn't around. So they, had, they could still play those games. And they still like playing video games. At least my little brother does. My sister, she's kind of busy with her family. You know, and she's she works and stuff and I don't think she's I don't think she makes time to play video games as much as she used to when she was younger. And that's fine. She doesn't have to. But some of us still like to play games because it's a type of entertainment. It's something that we do to decompress after a long day. You know, some people like Nintendo, some people like, you know, darts and pool and some people like sports and some people like reading books and watching movies. You know, some stories are not, you know, not designed for kids and others are and they're still entertaining. Why do you have to shit on somebody else because you don't like it or you don't understand why it's likable? I don't... I try not to anyway. I try not to... I try not to do that to people who like things. Um, and I've said this before. I've, I'm not a huge fan of anime, but I don't shit on people for liking anime. Because, you know, I, I didn't like it when people made fun of me for liking Transformers or Star Wars or G.I. Joe or... Any number of things that people thought was childish and silly. So if you like anime, you like Pokemon, you like all that stuff, fine. That's fine. That's just it's not for me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you're stupid for liking it though. Because that's just not cool. That's kinda how I feel about when I hear people like Scorsese and and, and Corman and and these other guys are all talking shit about Marvel movies and how they're not cinema. You know, cinema is changing, man. We don't just because we don't make silent films anymore doesn't mean that they're, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm just 
thinking like film is evolving. You know, we don't make silent films anymore. We don't we don't do things in black and white unless it's like for a specific reason. Like, for example, I think the the one time I watched a a on purpose I watched a black and white movie was the movie Clerks. And that movie was in black and white because uh, the person who made the movie could not afford color film. And it's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. You know? Um, I've seen other black and white movies, but that's the one that I can watch over and over again because it's absolutely funny to me. Um, so, yeah. Roger Corman, you know... It's fine if you don't like Marvel. You don't. It's fine you don't think they're cinema. It's not. Those movies are not for you. It's. It's just. It's not for you. Oh man. Um. The other day, uh, I saw an advertisement for, for a uh, Disney Plus, <laughs> and it shows The Simpsons, dressing up as various, Disney and Marvel, and Star Wars properties and it shows Bart Simpson wearing Mickey Mouse pants and shoes while holding Mickey Mouse ears in one hand and a Mickey Mouse nose in the other he goes and he goes I don't care how much they're paying I'm not wearing them <laughs> I think Disney has a fantastic sense of humor <laughs> um yeah, you know, and I'm pretty sure that we're gonna you're, because Disney now owns Fox Entertainment. Uh, we're gonna see on Disney Plus. You're gonna probably see every cartoon that Fox has ever made, probably on there. So we're gonna see like Futurama and and Family Guy and and The Simpsons and Cleveland Show and I think I think wasn't the PJs on Fox as well? That Eddie Murphy stop motion thing. I'm gonna see all kinds of cool stuff. Let's see here. What happened on the internet in the last twenty four hours? Let's see here. Well, apparently Robert Pattinson has been reading Batman comics. That's good. It's good to know your source material, right? Especially if you're going to be playing a character that has been around for 80 years. And, you know, you want fans to like your portrayal of a character that's been around that long. Especially considering how everybody's flipped out over the fact that, you know, a vampire from Twilight is now becoming the Bat from Batman. Robert Battenson is some people were calling him. Kind of like Batfleck and all that. People hated on Ben Affleck as the Bat. I liked him as the Bat. In fact, in fact, he's probably if I'm going to have to like, you know, compare him to other actors playing Batman, he's right at he's in tie, he's in tie for first place with um with uh Michael Keaton and and uh and of course, my brain is deciding to remove this person's name from my mind. I know this person's name. Um, the actor who played him in the animated series, um, Kevin Conroy. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> gosh, I'm glad I remember that. Kevin Conroy 
Um, and yes, Robert Pattinson and, and uh, Michael Keaton, I think, are all tied for first place for the best Batman. Um, I know a lot of people love Adam West, and you know what? He has a soft, I have a soft spot for Adam West as well. But my first real Batman is and will always be Michael Keaton. My current favorite Batman is Ben Affleck. And for a really long time, my favorite Batman was Kevin Conroy, the animated Batman, and the one from the Arkham games. Let's see here. This is what it says. Um... With the Batman moving along at the pace of a normal film now, it shouldn't be too long before we get a sense of the type of Batman Robert Pattinson will play. Pattinson will be the one of the younger versions of the character we've seen on the big screen, and it seems as if he is uh, putting in a good deal of research. The actor recently uh, recently spoke with Variety and commented, on his surprise of the sheer number of comics the Cape Crusader has under his utility belt. Um, you can check out what he had to say below. All right. Where is it? Oh, here we go. I'm glad I've had quite a lot of time. I didn't realize there were so many Batman comics. Hundreds and thousands, but I've been reading a lot of those and not really just the kind of classics I like. Uh, I like reading the sort of individual periodicals. It's nice to kind of see the absolutely contemporary ones. I think that's probably where they're going to go with the, the Batman movie. It's a contemporary version of Batman. You know, and that's fine. We Do we really need to see um, Bruce Wayne lose his parents again? Um, personally, I would love to see, uh, the, the, uh, Flashpoint Paradox Batman, but that, that, that's, that's not going to be in this movie, I don't think. Uh, I would love to see Thomas Wayne as the Bat, and I would love to see Martha Wayne as the Joker. Um, that's, that's, that's what they are in the Flashpoint Paradox, anyway. Um. I actually bought those comics and I read that three or four issue arc of that particular part of the story. Um, and I guess it spans like the flash and probably justice league as well as Batman. But in the story, uh, the flash goes back in time, saves his mom from being killed. And because he does that, it changes everything. He come in, he he wakes up in a world where Bruce Wayne is the one who dies in the alley, and his parents survive the attack. His mom goes crazy because of the grief of losing her son and becomes the Joker, and his dad becomes the Batman. And that version of the Batman uses guns, and uh, because he's former doctor he knows every way of hurting somebody because <laughs> he knows where all the bones are 
I think I think Bruce Wayne's Batman knew that knew that too, but I think it just makes him. I think Thomas Wayne's Batman makes him much scarier, knowing that he's a former doctor, being able to do that stuff. I would love to see that live action. I would love to see the 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 the, the uh, Flashpoint paradox as a live action movie. They kind of touched on that, and I think season two of of the CW Flash. Um, only the Flash side of the story, they didn't really touch on Batman at all, but I would have loved to have seen that. Maybe now that we have Batwoman, we might start seeing some some Batman stories converted over to being Batwoman stories, which would be I still think would be cool. I know a lot of people think, no, let's not do that. Let's let's keep all the Batwoman stories like you know true to her actual story. Let's not just put her cowl over the top of the original storyline and turn it into a Batwoman story. I understand, but it would be cool to see those. I would love to see those stories in live action. So, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm reserving my, my thoughts on Robert Pattinson as the bat until after I see him in the costume and acting the parts of Bruce Wayne and the Batman. If, if he does a good job, which I think he probably will, because before he was a sparkly vampire, he was Cedric Diggory on in the Harry Potter universe, and I liked him in those movies just fine. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's see here, what else we got in in the feedly list of things to talk about? Let's see, we got on bleedingcool.com. Was posted today. Stranger Things season four writers new wave of video store Friday films Pineapple Express Dragon Tattoo and more. What? Oh, maybe these are movies they're watching to get ideas for season four. Oh. So, this is what it says here. A month after Netflix and the Duffer Brothers, Matt and Ross Duffer, made the inevitable offic uh, official with the announcement that Stranger Things would be returning for a fourth season, fans start learning uh, more about what the upcoming season holds for viewers, including reports of casting call for four male characters. Uh, now, with this being Stranger Things, you, you know the answers weren't going to come easy and could require a lot of patience and a little legwork on our parts. Close that window. And this... And this time, it's definitely no different. As uh, production chugs along for the upcoming season with major production work expected to begin January 2020, the show's writers uh, are offering weekly updates via Twitter through something they're affectionately referring to as Video Store Fridays. Every Friday, fans will learn 
the names of five films that the writer is discussing during the week, movies that will have some level of influence on the eight-episode fourth season. Here's a look at what's on the on tap for this week, and you can catch up on Video Store Friday's first three weeks selection here and, and here and here. All right, so last this week they, they listed, and these are all movies from the 90s, mind you, um, Young Sherlock Holmes, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Hackers, Silence of the Lambs, and The Good Son. And then they, there's also Amy Lee, Paradise Lost, Pineapple Express, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Drop Dead Fred. Now I, I, I'm assuming they're 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 no longer like sticking strictly to like things that are '80s for season four, which is fine. These are all cool things they've mentioned, and to be honest, uh, I'm I'm curious as to what, how, how they're going to incorporate Ace Ventura and Hackers into the show, because <laughs> you know, oh man. Can you imagine if they got anybody from those movies to play a role in season four? How cool would it be if if we got Jim Carrey and like Angelina Jolie to play in season four of Stranger Things? You know? I, I I you know I liked season three. I really enjoyed season three, and and if this is the, their way of like feeding the the uh, the online fans with like hope for what's going to happen in season four, or they're just screwing with the fans because they want to they they want to throw them off the scent. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Um. Oh man, let's see here. Coming out this week, I think, is the new Terminator Dark Fate movie. I'm I'm actually th- thinking I definitely want to go see that. Um, I think it came out today actually, so I may end up going and seeing it next week. Let's see here. All right, going through all the stuff here. Wait, what? Hold up. This was also posted today. Hocus Pocus, Bette Midler, Kathy and Jamie, Sarah Jessica Parker return for sequel. That's cool. For those of you who loved that movie, Hocus Pocus, that's actually a movie I haven't seen in a really long time, and I probably should have watched that yesterday. I actually might see if I can find it. It's probably on either Netflix or or, or Amazon. I'll, I'll find it and watch it this weekend. It says, when the Hocus Pocus sequel was announced for Disney+, Plus, there was speculation whether the first film the first film's three main stars uh 
Hold on. I just I sometimes I really hate my internet connection. Pages don't load as quickly as they should, and sometimes they're half loaded and then when they finish loading after loading all the photos and everything, I lose track of where I was reading. Okay, back up here. Okay. There was speculation whether the first film's three main stars, Bette Midler, Kathleen and Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker, reprised their roles as the witches. And the Sanderson sisters, Midler and the Jimmy, spoke to Entertainment Tonight, October 31st, about where they stand. Parker revealed on her Instagram the three agreed to come aboard. That's pretty cool. Um, I, yeah, I remember this movie being really silly and, uh, kind of scary. Of course, in 93, I was in my early 20s, so I probably wasn't too frightened. It was just kind of creepy. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think you, you want to see this sequel? Are you going to get, are you going to get the Disney plus just to watch that? Or are you going to watch, get it for other things? Or are you not going to get it at all? I think this is pretty awesome. All right. I think that's it for today. I'm getting I'm getting kind of uh kind of running out of steam here. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Two Assist Geek. I've been your host, Todd, The Two Assist Geek. Um, you know, it's... Uh, I really appreciate the people that download the podcast and uh, the people that that um, find entertainment in what I'm doing here. Um, I'm, I do this because it, it's uh, it's fun for me gives me something to do and uh I get to I get to live out a uh kind of a radio DJ kind of fantasy I have always had I've always thought it'd be cool to to do like a a radio show like a morning show where me and some people kind of talk about the topics of today kind of thing and uh so thanks thanks for checking in listening to this, listen to me babble on for an hour. Um, until next time, have a great day, have a fantastic weekend, and I'll talk to you guys next time.